0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: Well, at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, right now, the time is 107. And this portion of our program is brought by the Lodge Pavanatorie. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, there's a great meal waiting for you at the Lodge Eatery. I also want to point out, I mean, it is much more of a uh, delightful weather day this afternoon. I mean, this is um, really golden temperatures right now. I just heard the forecast, but, you know, depending on where you are, it's right around 45 degrees, 46 degrees, maybe even a little bit higher. It's not going to be like that Saturday and Sunday. But uh, stop in and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And I, what is also great is they have added the, the big deck there. It's the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Well, folks, I want to repeat again. And I, I, um, I can't stress this enough. <clears throat> and I'm going to have a, a, a good posting on this coming up a little bit later on the website, dePetro.com. And don't forget, topetro.com. Which is sponsored by Pat Elston, Caldwell Bank Realty. Pat is based in Cumberland, over 20 years experience. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call Pat Elston today. Hey, call and wish her a happy new year. I received the nicest email from people that say, you know, it was so nice, Juan, to hear you mention Pat Elston. She helped me buy my our first home or they helped us sell. Uh, this woman was telling me they're... Her her aunt passed away, and Pat couldn't have been nicer, helpful helpful in helping them sell their aunt's home, who was deceased to get the most value out of it. Specialized in residential investment, property sales, services all over Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. And I want to stress to people, it is true about the real estate market is strong, but only if you have the right person you're dealing with. And that person is Pat Elston. There's a link on the website, tipetro.com, where you can contact her. But just call. If you if you know her, call her and say, Happy New Year, Paddleston, 401 474 If you don't know her, you're going to want to know her. Because this is who you want to deal with. I um, Right now at 109, I want to recap. And I, I'm not overplaying. This is very, very dramatic, what's happening uh, right now. And that is Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. As much as they're saying she stepped down, she has basically been forced out. So th- there's other... Big news of the day. And one of the things is the Biden team is sending medical teams to Rhode Island. We're the only state in in New England, five other states to help with the hospitals. Folks, that's a failure. Now, part of it, part of this, if you're the McKee people, you could blame part of that on her. Maybe that's why she's being forced out. But there's some dynamics here. She was with him yesterday at the press briefing. And I'm hearing that she was asked about going out to basketball games or clubs or restaurants. And I've heard that um, she didn't give exactly the type of answer that the, the McKee people wanted. Um, but, you, you know, you, you have her there. She's the head of or was the Rhode Island Department of Health. I understand now the McKee people are trying to spin this that, oh, you know, she's been leaving for a while, and she wasn't forced out or anything like that. And you, and you watch. You know, this thing, they're, they're saying, the McKee people, McKee administration, Governor McKee, they're saying, oh, she she wanted to leave a few weeks ago. The, the governor talked her into leaving. You know, what they're not saying, and I will repeat, is someone who, if, if anyone can stomach and listen to that fathead buffoon down the dial in the afternoons, Captain Pork Boy, Mr. There's Nothing Wrong With a Naked Fat Test, the only individual that has been defending the naked fat test coach, who is now facing a FBI federal investigation. Pork Boy, who said there's nothing better than a group of guys all naked in the locker room or something like that. I spend a lot of time in locker rooms. Let me tell you, nothing better than everyone's naked in a towel. Now, that certainly stands out. That's that's quite a defense. Uh, but, but one of the things the McKee people are not saying is they're saying, oh, she wanted to leave a few, a few weeks ago, and the governor talked her into leaving. Well, part of that stemmed from, and the way I understand it, is... Captain Buffoon, pork boy, who said he would have laughed off a naked fat test. Ah, so what? You're 14, and the coach wants you to get naked, alone in a closet with him? We would have laughed about it. Um, Yeah, they're not laughing now. But he, and from what I understand, he um, had, or uh, the way it was explained to me, he was conversing on the radio that he... um, revealed, if you will, a private conversation he had with Governor McKee and he wrote a piece and I'll give this is nothing I want to be really clear about this. This is nothing against the Valley Breeze. They're just a they are a platform for this individual. But he wrote a. p I'm looking at it. October twenty second, Alexander Scott went against her boss. He he weighed in with what certainly comes off as, and revealed a private discussion that he had with Governor McKee where McKee uh, again I don't I don't know the dynamics of their relationship other than what I was going to say is anyone that listens to Parkboy Boy for five minutes I mean last year when Raimondo was in charge he was having the lieutenant governor on five minutes he was also announcing at the end of last year he was going to be leaving to go work for Governor McKee and then that obviously did not pan out He's definitely a show for him, acts as the mouthpiece, always running interference. It's like a PR machine. It's not a secret that the governor has basically, what we understand, asked him to stay on the air to help him through the primary and then maybe would, whatever, bring him in in some position. But, but he reveals some, some things about it and basically says... You know, Dr. Scott needs to be slowed down. And at the very end, he talks about she flexes her muscles, but says that next year, when he's elected, if he gets elected, but should he win election, that he's going to get rid of her. So that is what sparked her to say uh, this guy is your friend. He's writing. He, he openly says that he is like a McKee confidant. I, again, I, I want to be really fair. I, I didn't hear it on the radio, but I've just heard from enough people back when it was happening that it caught some people off guard. Um, and it was actually someone from the Department of Health that had mentioned it to me because I – again, I to me, listening to that – Buffon is just like, there's no one more checked out. It's a waste. But anyhow, but if you're going to write and basically share a private conversation that he had with the governor, that's that's problematic. And this wasn't, let me be very, very clear. Now, I have been critical of Dr. Scott, but I'm not a confident of Governor McKee. We're not pals. I've gone to a number of briefings. Um, I like some, some members of his staff. I think he is... Um, hit some some troubled waters, to say the least. But but if I said something, no one would say, hey, that's just because your buddies, I mean, hardly. So, But when someone's on the air and writing that they are, boom, a, a buddy of the governor and they live, you know, they're old pal golfing buddies in Cumberland. And then he's putting out there, both in radio and print, that when the governor's reelected, that he's going to get rid of her, people take notice a little bit more. Much like, I'll give a, I think, a fair analysis. It's, it's a little falling short. But, um, you know, it'd be one thing if um, someone just said something about, you know, something that, that President Trump said. It's a different thing when Sean Hannity would say something because it was certainly established that there was a friendship there, and Hannity had access to him. So it's, my point is, it's treated differently. If, if, for instance, Sean Hannity said that President Trump had grown tired of, do you remember that guy, the Mooch, Anthony Sakamuchi, or whatever the hell his name was? Um, you know, that was obviously treated differently than if it was just repeated on you know, we're out somewhere else in the media. If, if Hannity said, I have a feeling the president's had it with the mooch, Scaramucci, and he's not going to be around much longer. Well, that certainly got people's attention a lot more than it was. So my point is, not to make a bad analogy, but so when Pork Boy is out there saying, well, she can flex her muscles and she knows it because his ramondo appointed her. Uh, Relieving her of a duty would require legislative approval. That's a guaranteed political circus. McKee will avoid it. She knows it, so she flexes her muscles. And while the local local press is drooling over it, the the governor has little choice but to ride the doctor out. Uh, But if he wins election, she's going to be gone. That's what started the conversation of her leaving. So um, that is the situation. And then I'm told, in fairness, that it was repeated on the airwaves. Um, and even more so in that way. Now, that individual is going to have a different agenda now, and that is to try to spin this. In fact, oh, all right. <laughs> yes. All right. Let me get um, someone I want to is now going to spin this let me get yes Dr. Uh, Andrew Boston I told him I was going to have him on folks there's a lot of breaking but that is the big news I am one more thing I'm we're waiting for and I'm waiting for um Dr. Uh, Governor Raimondo when she weighs in now now we're getting somewhere because um okay all right let me get I apologize to him, folks and again good afternoon times at 118 you're listening to the John DePietro show all right, joining us right now. Sorry about that. Running a little bit late is our friend, Doctor Andrew Boston. Doctor, good afternoon. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for joining us on the John DePetro Show.
0: Sure, sure, John. Doctor,
1: let's start off with uh, your reaction with uh, Doctor Scott with this um, out of nowhere resignation.
0: Well, I, I mean, under under different circumstances, you know, it could be it could be a cause for you know for for, for celebration that maybe there'll be a change in direction. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, in, in our state, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to change much. Um, I, I mean, the basic problems that, that that I have with her tenure was were really fundamental. I mean, her, her, her lack of accountability on the one hand, and the continuing lack of transparency, John. I mean, yep. we see this even in the issue. Of, you know, what's now finally broken out. That's right. Uh, which 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 is about are, are you admitted to the hospital because you're presenting with a primary respiratory syndrome, you know, particularly a pneumonia? Um, or are you testing positive incidentally w- because you're there for some other important medical condition or, or, or surgical traumatic condition yes uh, and 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 she seems to be I mean based on the presser yesterday I mean you know McKee in sort of his wishy-washy way was saying yeah oh, yeah I think I think we'll get to this in That's a couple right. of weeks you yes know, he, you know a couple of weeks though John I mean so, so in other words he was still sort of whether he decided to fire him you know last night or or you know you know maybe he already knew he was going to be firing her i mean you still seem to feel that he was kind of under her thumb on this on this issue yeah which which is local i mean local governors you know from massachusetts new york new jersey um you know they they've they've uh, they've they've demanded this information from their departments of health from from their from their hospitals um so i think the problem that i have with her goes to this again it's a fundamental lack of transparency um, and, and then also lack of accountability. Yes. You know, uh, my, my journalistic colleague, uh, Ed Acorn, yes. uh, you know, wrote a, a, an absolutely, um, you know, stunt op-ed, which, which, after which he was ch- shortly terminated, although I, I, I think Ed was re- ready to retire and write books anyway. But on but April 30th, 2020, uh, you know, his, his op-ed appeared. Um, just, just questioning where the modeling came from yep. for these very cataclysmic, you know, hospitalization rates and the need for spillover facilities. John, it, the, the models were put out on April sixteenth of, of twenty twenty at a press conference, very nationally covered. Uh, you know, with with, with with Governor Raimondo at the time and Dr. Scott present, and they and they showed these c- prediction curves that which were apparently. Done in conjunction with um, Brown University, uh, Public Health, and, and the Department of Health, um, and, and they—they were—I mean—in in retrospect, they, they were cataclysmic. I mean, they, they predicted that there'd be twenty-five hundred to forty-three hundred beds occupied by COVID patients, that one has to assume, and, and, you know, I guess it, with, with the benefit of being naive about all this, that those were patients who were admitted with some sort of respiratory syndrome, but be that as it may, regardless, for up to 4,300 were supposed to be admitted um, between April 28th and May 3rd. I mean, John, we peaked at less than 400. Right. Those now, Doctor,
1: were, I, I, I want to bring us back to re- real time here. And again, folks, we're speaking with Dr. Andrew Bostom. Yesterday was significant. And I want to give the doctor credit because he, he very accurately pointed out, if you log on, and I realize a lot of people don't, but if you log on to the New York Times, you can see and they put forth very transparent information from all the different states. Rhode Island doesn't do it. Yesterday, Dr. Bostom, and he's been doing it but or maybe it was the night before but took to social media pointed that out it was picked up by both our friend Ed Acorn but also state senator Jessica De La Cruz who I want to give credit to as a result of that and I put this out on social media Governor McKee reacted to it and said we're going to start to put out the information the way New York does now that is a credit to who was speaking with Dr. Boston. It's also a credit to State Senator Dr. Uh, excuse me, Jessica De La Cruz. But, Doctor, um, it, it doesn't make any sense. But I'm just curious, What what is your reaction to, and the, the McKee people are trying to spin this like it's a positive, but we're the only state in New England that the Biden administration has to send these emergency military medical personnel to help bail out Rhode Island Hospital on our hospitals. I mean, there's nothing good about that.
0: I trace this back to to Dr. Scott's tenure as okay. director of the Department of Health as well, okay. and of course, obviously, the buck stops with with Governor McKee. He's responsible does. Too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I and I do want to point out, you know, as far as Jessica goes, she's my she's my state senator. She's been asking for for these hospitalization yes. data for, for months and months and months. Yeah. Um, but, but 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 getting back to this issue, um, so when you think in ter- of the healthcare workers, when you think, uh, you know, the the, the the symbolic firing was the firing, of course, of Rural Surgeon Steve Scully, and this was a a very um, a, a very aggressive you know, persecution, really, right. of Dr. Scully, by the Department of Health. Yep. And and Dr. Scott had to know about that, and 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 certainly a good a good director of the Department of Health would have stopped it in its right. tracks. You're right. And it was it was it was a it was literally a, a, a persecution because after all, there are people working in the hospital system. In capacities, uh, uh, you know, like Dr. Scully's, maybe lesser capacities, who have been given vaccine mandates for whatever reason, and there are all kinds of legitimate reasons. But the point is, John, they're working unvaccinated as right. we speak. You're right. And, and 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 Dr. and Dr. Scully had had some medical issues, um, but the point, but his main argument was was really a scientific one that that he is naturally immune. He had. He had whopping antibody titers. Um, We're now seeing how powerful natural immunity is. Uh, it's 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 a it's a truism of classical immunology and infectious diseases, uh, and that's and that's a big problem with Dr. Scott. I I, I find it preposterous that a that uh, a uh, and, and by the way, she's she's infectious disease uh, uh, trained. She she did a fellowship in infectious diseases, wow. and and she has the temerity to, to, to deny the providence of natural immunity. I mean, this is this is we 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 really don't need people like that in public health, particularly with infectious disease backgrounds. I'll if tell you what.
1: What surprised again, folks. We're speaking with Dr. Andrew Boston. Doctor, what surprised me just was, as someone that you know, I was covering the frontline workers when they when they announced the the, the McKee people announced the October first deadline for the mandate, and then I started covering them in August. But one time in September, what really stood out with me was I think it was a Saturday, and there were a lot of them. We're not talking about like five. There were like two hundred people, mostly female, by the way, and they were outside the hospital. And what struck me was. How tone deaf that neither Dr. Scott or the governor, and I think I even asked him about this at a briefing, of when you have 1,300 frontline workers and would not take the time to meet with them or have a town hall meeting with them. I found a lot of the people were uneasy. A lot of the people were going off some information that was, that was questionable. But to me. about vaccination? About the whole nature of the whole thing, about vaccination, about how they're being treated, just some of their concerns. And mm-hmm. what really I found tone deaf was just the refusal to even sit down. And, and what well, my point is they didn't recognize how valuable these people were, and they were content to just like – there's the door. Don't let you. Don't let it hit you on the way yes, out.
0: It's, yes. I, yes yeah. It's awful. But but but, it, but it, a lot of these issues dovetail with the lack of transparency. Yes. Wouldn't it have been preferable and reassuring to address? Concerns about so-called vaccine hesitancy. Yep. Um, wh- whether it's because a person says, "Look, I've I've read the literature. I'm a health healthcare worker. Um, I, I I I see strong evidence that, that natural immunity, which I have because I was out on the front lines taking care of patients before vaccines were available, and I got infected and I recovered. I feel that 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 immunity uh, protects me and protects the public right. as much as anything I'll get from a vaccine. Why couldn't there have been an honest discussion about that John, why couldn't there have been, and there still has never been to this day, an honest discussion? For example, about the, the emerging literature now that healthy males under forty are at higher risk from myocarditis from vaccination than they are for, for, for serious sequelae from COVID. Wow, healthy males. Wow, a, you know these these are, these are these are these are these are published analyses now. No discussion. You know, we there should have been. There should have been an honest discussion about the the, 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 the nearly lethal experience of, of, of Ron St. Pierre. This should have been discussed publicly. All
1: right, let's move on. I mean, that's an individual that I, I don't no, want no, 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 but- Discussed or any credibility?
0: Wow. I mean, that that was never discussed. Wow. Uh, you know, and, and and then it was a very weird situation in terms of how he was actually. It was actually suggested that because he was anticoagulated, he should get the second shot. I, I mean these were issues
1: that... Okay. that, he, that, that, when, that let's let's be honest listen. he's not under 40 and he's got other health problems he is no, someone that I, 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 know, but, I but wouldn't use no, as the but prototype. there's no
0: discussion there's no yeah. discussion of the of these things look look I was able to uncover through the Vare's data system that we've had at least a half dozen kids in the state of Rhode Island who were hospitalized with myocarditis
1: all right let I, me I, I mean, this, this let me ask you this let me ask you this dr Buster who who would would you consider to be a wise choice to replace Dr. Scott?
0: Well, I look in this state, you're going to be you're going to be hard pressed. But I can I can point uh, to how, what, how go, come Governor, Governor-elect Governor-elect Youngkin just just appointed as his as the director uh, of his. I forget exactly what they're calling it, but it's I think it's it's, it's certainly COVID related or maybe more broad. Um, Dr. Marty McCarry from from Johns Hopkins School of Public Health. someone someone who has been balanced and measured, someone like a Joel Ladapo, you know in in, in Florida. I, I don't I don't know where you're going to find someone like that in, in the state of Rhode Island, but that would be to me the, the ideal choice and, no. and what are he, these people epitomized? He's gonna epitomized
1: He's going choose someone to local. Tradition. He's going to yeah, choose someone local.
0: I, I, I don't really know if we, if we don't mm. we don't have a stellar record. You know, in Rhode Island, her, her, her predecessor is, is if anything, almost more extreme uh, when it when it comes to dealing with COVID. Dr. Fine, so yes, someone of that ilk would would not be, you know, would not be an improvement. I, I think one of the things is that, regardless of who he appoints, is the idea of of transparency. I mean, there there are there are data. Right. That, that the Department of Health, you know, cont- continues to, to conceal that the hospitals are not cooperating in revealing just just this basic information about incidental hospitalizations. Uh, when 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 patients are told after the PCR test they're testing positive, what is the cycle threshold at which they're uh, testing testing positive? Um, and I think you know, looking going backwards to look forward, I, I think we we need our our legislators to insist that there be a complete review of, of the uh, death certificates and whatever medical records are have been accumulating in the Department of Health to adjudicate, you know, causes of death for, for the over 3,000 deaths now in the state. Because this, this issue of, of incidental hospitalizations translates into incidental deaths. And I think this is, you know, we, we, we need to start, we, we need to start having, a, a systematic review of, of what's what's going awry here the, the question the question of masking in, in our state you know we, we can we continue to be a pretty aggressive outlier when it comes to demanding uh, masking even even relative to other parts of, of New England um, we don't we don't have any evidence base uh, to, to be doing that, particularly to kids. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, in, in, the, in the court uh, proceeding that I participated in, uh, we raised the question of, of uh, you know, particularly it could have been done over the summer um, before, the, before the Delta wave really hit. Uh, why? Why not do a randomized controlled trial in the school system right. of, of well, masking again. versus versus not masking? Um, you know, but but regardless, uh, you, you know, we, we we really need an accounting for 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 these for these measures that that now seem to have become reflexive, John. I mean, every time there's an uptick in, in during during cold flu season, kids are going to be forced to to mask again. On, on what basis? Well.
1: Folks, again, he is uh, an expert, Dr. Andrew Boston. Doctor, great job, as always, and we'll talk to you again. Take care, bye. All right, folks, there it is, right here on the John DiPietro Show. I want to uh, stay on schedule. It's 1.32, and you're listening to the John DiPietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I, um, who is who's the governor going to pick? I don't know, but I want you to understand, on this Thursday, January 13th, this is a very significant day. Regarding the healthcare system in in the state, and Governor McKee, to put it mildly, um, th- this what what we are seeing are a lot of problems that were bubbling under the surface are now coming above the surface, and it's to the point where he he seemingly. Is not in control of the situation. He's just not. If we want to be honest about it. Um, and, and everything that the doctor was saying. Um, I think is is valid. But on this day. Where you have this resignation. From the Rhode Island Department of Health. On the same day. That the state is singled out. By the President of the United States. That they have to send in. Emergency medical military medical professionals to try to stabilize Rhode Island Hospital. There's no other way to describe that than as a failure. And it is a failure on Dr. Scott and it's a failure on the McKee administration. So I noticed that House Minority Leader Blake Filippi issued a statement. We wish Dr. Scott well, look forward to a fresh perspective navigating Rhode Island's comeback. I think that's Interesting, um, hinting at some of their frustration over the Vax mask mandates, but but that can't be stressed enough. So, and now they're all weighing in. The one we're waiting for is is uh, I I am anyway is Governor Raimondo because th- there's no way she's happy about this. I believe you know her and Doctor Scott became. Uh, seemingly pretty, pretty tight. And uh, the McKee people can try. And I think, I think they're really going to try. But they're going to fail with this business to try to spin to us. This is, this is actually a good thing. So the president of Rhode Island Hospital is saying he believes President Biden is sending 20 military doctors and nurses. that are going to start arriving next week. Um, the fact that with on the same day, the Biden administration and we're the only state in New England. Let me say this about Governor McKees, his whole thing of, you know, every state is different and blah, blah, blah. And we're number one in testing. That doesn't I, I don't know. That really doesn't mean I don't know what that means. Um, it, it just doesn't seem to mean anything, and what I mean by that is, it's someone. He he's not. Doctor is right about the lack of transparency. He's right about that. That's been a problem all along, by the way. Uh, but this, there's nothing good about this. I agree, by the way. I um, I, but but politically now, this is, <laughs> this is um. If you're Governor McKee, th- this is a, a hurricane-type day. There's no other way to describe it. Dr. Boston, we just had on, even put, under the stewardship of Dr. Scott, tiny RI, despite overwrought anti-scientific restrictions, damaged our children, working people, businesses, had a higher per capita COVID-19 mortality than, than 20 times larger Florida, which has been open and flourishing, September of 2020. Now, granted, I'll say this. It is different with the weather. We've learned the more you can be outside, it is, in fact, uh, you know, easier to navigate. It is now kind of a seasonal thing. But there's a lot to look at here where um, there's a lot to look at. That it came to this, this conclusion with her being, they can say whatever they want, but forced out. And and I'm just following Governor McKee and his social media. So the fact she was there yesterday, and I I also, we're talking about a three-day weekend coming up. Folks, right now it's 1.37. It's Thursday. It's January 13th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, this portion of the program, don't forget, this Saturday night, catch Patriots, Bills. And by the way, this weekend, all the playoff action at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. They're going to have it cranked. The place is going to be lit. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. And actually, all weekend long as the NFL playoffs start Saturday. It's Saturday, Saturday night. And then Sunday and then even Monday night, for the first time, they're going to have a playoff game. So, End Zone Sports Pub, stop in and see Dana and crew. Nine Sixty Menden Road. But Governor McKee and his people, they can they can try to spin this, but there's he he is really gonna he's going to um, I don't want to say feel the pain, but he he's getting the wrath right now. And the one that I'm still waiting for. ...is for Ramondo to weigh in. Now, in, in fairness, we don't know... ...I don't know where she is. She could be traveling. I haven't seen her put out anything yet. But that will really resonate. I, I also um, I identify that there are many business owners... ...and other people that are, are glad to see her leave. And I certainly have been very critical... Of her approach. Um, I had a piece on DePetro.com not long ago. Fire Dr. Scott. Like, what is taking so long? But what is amazing, it seems to be that why she was reappointed. Why didn't Governor McKee say something? Because he thought it was over. He thought that COVID was in the rearview mirror. That's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, it should have been. You know through different channels he certainly has friends in the senate that she has served as director of health since april of 2015 she was reappointed oh she was reappointed in 2020 excuse me but i i still say um her deputy is tom mccarthy not a medical doctor so he can't be the department of health there's definitely been some problems there Providence Journal says McKee spokesman Matt Chief told the journal, the governor always took the advice of the, Dr. Nicole and the medical team the modeling very seriously. Um, but they the, the, this thing was has been broken for a while. Uh, I'm also seeing, here it is. This is in the journal now. WPRO radio personnel wrote a column laying out a blatant disagreement between McKee and Dr. Scott. Um but what but is also problem, whoa. On Thursday, chief said York was not speaking for the governor who urged Dr. Scott to stay. She has the right responsibility fiercely. When she knows the governor's not on board, but to continue a trend of public defiance is irresponsible in poor public service. Oh, Scott had been hailed by various media outlets as a rock star in state government. Well, anyone that uses that term is just ludicrous. But at critical moments in the pandemic, she was at Raimondo's side most of her daily TV briefings, calm, urgent, void. You know, I'll say this, Governor Raimondo, they worked well together during a very difficult time. radio person that's is there a link to that oh yeah okay wow um that 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 can't escape that's what started her saying i think i'm out of here and uh, you know what else is is it is interesting folks is and this is a credit to the valley breeze the providence journal is, is using that link to to what was written in the Valley Breeze. So you don't see that every day. I'll say that. Um, she knows the governor's not on board. To continue a trend of public defiance is irresponsible and poor public service. Wow. Well, that is what got her going. And also... See, here's the, here's the problem for the McKee people. You have someone that three hours a day has been announcing that he's buddies with, with Dan McKee. And they golf together and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. Well, so when he takes the airwaves and writes a piece condemning her, it can't be blown off. There was a couple other things in there that it was explained to me that it was like he violated her private conversation that he had had with the governor but make no mistake about it that is that's a problem and that line to continue public service trend of public defiance poor public service that's not good that's exactly right um, I, I'll just say this the politics of it. This if you're Governor McKee, that you this is not how you wanted this to play out. This is not how you don't want on this day, and for this, and you know what else is is really bad is they couldn't even they could not even um get her to To wait so they could do it tomorrow at five o'clock. And right now, I recognize at 144 uh, that that a lot of people won't get it. But if you're Governor McKee, this is not how you wanted this to go down because they are dominating the news cycle, but not in a positive way. Uh, I want to make sure you're I'm clear. Governor McKee was asked at different briefings that medical professionals were saying that the state healthcare system was collapsing. He pushed back on that, took exception to it, said, I wouldn't say that's the case. Well, the Biden administration announced today that they're sending Rhode Island emergency medical personnel. And why are they doing that? Because the state's health care system is collapsing. Now, the doctor that we had on was talking about back in the spring of 2020 and so forth. But I just want to go back to in August of 2021, whatever that is, six months ago, almost about that. When Governor McKee announced the vaccine mandate for October 1st for frontline workers or they were going to lose their job. Number one, that that was that was a tough line It was a tough line to tell. Maybe it was her idea. He kept saying, first it was his mandate, then he was saying he's just doing what the hospitals wanted. But I want to repeat, I covered a lot of those protests in August and then in September. And as many of you know, in last September, on that Friday night, I, I was following the protesters and they went right to the home, front of the home of Governor Dan McKee, and several of them got arrested. And what I did not understand at the time, and I think I even said this and asked him at a press briefing of, you know, I don't understand why. When you're talking about 1,300 people could be out of the system. And it was just kind of dismissed. I I still don't understand why there wasn't a greater effort made to alleviate some of their fears. Instead, it was just either get the vaccine or you're out. And many of the frontline workers that I met, a lot of them, um, th- those protests, they were predominantly female. I would even say 75, 25. Those were mostly, there were men, there were definitely men, but a lot of females. And a lot of them were females who were young females that said they had had COVID, they got over it, they planned on starting a family, and they had reservations about getting the vaccine and to me number one they're very sympathetic and these are women that are professionals frontline workers and then i would say if i you know kind of i'd say like mid to late 20s maybe right around there were a number of them early 30 i think that's a valid concern and what struck me was dr scott and Governor McKee refusal to sit and try to listen to them and alleviate their fears. I, I still don't understand why that didn't happen. Either he didn't want to do it or she didn't want to do it. I even suggested, you know, when the Providence teachers got their new deal. Do you remember what? I think that was in August, July, whatever it was. But they had a big meeting. The union, they all met at Rosa the Patuxent. And they all went inside and they voted on the new deal. And then Governor McKee gave them the $3,000 COVID bonus. So I, I don't understand why. And I will never understand why. Maybe maybe Dr. Scott didn't want to do it. But it became that the Department of Health and Governor McKee, why they didn't, didn't do kind of. And I, I suggested this even at the time. And I'm not saying they have to listen to my suggestions. But I'm just saying, you know, it is unique in Rhode Island where you have Dr. Ja of Brown University, who is the person for ABC News, World News Tonight, Good Morning America. You have Dr. Megan Rainey of Brown University, who's the regular on CNN. I didn't, you have Dr. Chan, who's a lot of these briefings or was in the past. You have Dr. McDonald, who's been at a lot of these briefings in the past. I don't understand why. Governor McKee, and again, maybe Dr. Scott. It was suggested she shot it down, but I just think, all right, you have thirteen hundred people, frontline workers, and they don't want to get the vaccine, but you need them in your healthcare system. I don't understand why they didn't. As just as an example, a roads on the Patuxent. and you have Governor McKee, some of his staff, Dr. Scott. Dr. McDonald, Dr. ask Dr. Ja, Megan Rainey, the local brain trust. Let's have, I don't know, town hall meeting or maybe break it up into groups. Let's talk about this. I want to hear, you know, your concerns, questions. Maybe they thought it'd be too much of a ruckus in a big group. Again, I'm just maybe you break it up into smaller groups. You know, Dr. Jha does it with 200, Dr. Rainey does it with 200, Dr. Scott does it with 200, what have you. But at least listen to the people and be very clear, you know, let's hear them out. Because now, I mean, now this makes no sense because now they lost all those people. Now they have people with COVID that are going back to work at places like Eleanor Slater. Now you have Rhode Island's the only New England state. Where the Biden administration has to send in an emergency team because our healthcare system is collapsing. And, you know, the, this is also a determination of it, 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 if Governor McKee felt early on that Dr. Scott was just not his person. Um, there, were, there were several of us on in the media and I, I was one of them saying there was a time to do that. And if if you're her, you know, listen, it's nothing personal. I just think, like, you get a sense, I think, early on of if you have the compatible style with that individual. And for whatever reason, it it didn't seem to be that way. So she's had enough. And then his pal writing and saying that he's going to get rid of her. If he's reelected, that doesn't help the situation. Um, but th- there's no way to spin this. That on the day that we're the only state in New England, not Massachusetts, not Connecticut, not New Hampshire. I mean, the the company we're in is New York, New Jersey. I mean, those are hard hit states. Um. That we're one of those states. And Governor McKee saying, isn't this great? I wrote to President Biden. It's like he wrote a letter to Santa Claus. He ended up getting the bike that he wanted for Christmas. There's nothing good about this. And I'll tell you something else that's really going to be an embarrassment. And I have a busy afternoon. But I'm already told that his pal, Mr. Defender of Naked Fat Test, it, you know, he's going to be defending and try to spin this thing. For several hours. The fact that that would be allowed, it, it, I, I just, I don't get it. It shouldn't be allowed. So it's, it's very clear that, you know, the objection, the, the goal is to try to just be a spin machine for the governor. Um, you have to decide, you know, who, who's, who's your loyalty to? Is it to the listeners of the audience or is it to your pal that you're hoping to get a job with? And I think that's already been answered. But for Governor McKee, this is, I am telling you that Thursday, January 13th is a pivotal day in Dan McKee's quest to actually be elected governor. And this is not a bright spot day. This is, it hasn't even hit bottom. This could be the real undoing. However it reached this point. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott resigning is giving people ammunition to take shots at Governor McKay. That doesn't help him. <clears throat> the lieutenant governor said, I'm going to miss her as a fellow woman of color. I mean, they're all going to come out. But I am telling you right now at 153, the one to watch, watch for is Ramundo. Gina is, I, I, I'm anxious to see how she's going to play this. And to my knowledge, unless listen, folks, it's tough when I'm doing things in real time and I'm trying to stay on top of it. I I don't think that she has weighed in yet, but um, when she does, uh, that that's going to be really crucial. If and the thing to watch is if she throws any any jabs at at Dan McKee. I don't believe this is a pivotal day now. Also, he now has he can't control her. She if she does an interview, if she endorses someone else for governor, I want to be very clear. I know there are people listening saying that doesn't have any bearing to me at any all. I understand that, but you know where it could have some effect is in a Democrat primary. Is in a Democrat primary. That's where it becomes. um problematic and that's also that's say what you want you know Gina Raimondo has a lot of juice and a lot of power and it it seems fairly obvious that she is no fan of Governor McKee and Governor McKee started to kind of take shots at her saying you know, we inherited this and we inherited that. And those aren't positives. So, um, and this is all on the heels of, you know, she had the big write-up in the Washington Post about why Gina Raimondo is the real future of the Democrat Party. That's That's a pretty powerful piece in the Washington Post. That reminds me of the, you know, there's a famous piece in Rolling Stone. Back in the the 70s, and the title of it was, I've seen the future of rock and roll, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. And the person that wrote the piece and went on to manage Springsteen. So that is still quoted as like, this is different. When someone, a uh, popular opinion writer for the Washington Post writes, Gina Raimondo is a Democrat with a promising future, and she's the future of the party. People take notice of that. So now I'm already seeing people put, uh, "Dear Governor Raimondo, I wish you were in charge here. You led Rhode Island better than your administration is running the country." It's sad. We need someone. You're going to hear more of that. And here she is, and it, and it's incredible the people that are, you know, sharing the article about her. Um, her response on Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott could, um, that could really spell trouble for Dan McKee. And a number of her people still work for, still work for Governor McKee. And that that's problematic in itself. But I'm just. Letting you know that's something to watch for, and I, I'm just checking. And so far, I don't see anyone, I'm sure people are reaching out to her to try to get her reaction to this news. Um, she will have high praise, but I that's what I'm looking for. What's also problematic for Governor McKee, as I said earlier, and again, folks, good afternoon, 157. I'm not trying to be over dramatic, listen. It, it, it is what it is. Rhode Island is one of only six states that the, the Biden White House, the federal government, has to send in emergency medical staff to staff a hospital. We're not in good company here. The other states are much larger. Ohio, Michigan, New York, New Jersey. I don't know what's going on in New Mexico. New Mexico, I think, also has a female governor. And they're having a lot of problems. But this is uh, on this day. This didn't go down the way the governor wants it to. Governor McKee now. And how it's spiraled out, you're going to, there are some people that that info is going to slowly start to leak out. Um, But th- this is a pivotal day in a couple of days for the political future of Rhode Island Governor D- Dan McKee. And, and whether it was her fault, Dr. Scott, or whether it's his fault, but either way. No way this thing can be spun. Her resigning today, how it started several weeks ago with the governor's pal pushing her out, questioning her, saying she needs, if he gets elected, she's out. Um, None of that benefits Dan McKee. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. So, folks, it's John DiPietro. Listen, I want you to enjoy this Monday. It's uh, it's nice out. And if you can, try to, it's not freezing out. Get a little fresh air. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. I will be doing Facebook Live later. And, again, repeating the big story, and that is, number one, Rhode Island's one of only six states, the only state in New England, that the federal government has to send emergency medical professionals into. And, number two, the resignation of the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. Listen, thank you for listening. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned
0: for WNRI Woonsocket. socket.